Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. If you find yourself needing legal representation for anything, DUI defense, criminal defense, personal injury, don't say guilty. Don't say, oh, hey, insurance, it's cool. I'm not going to sue you for wrecking into me and ruining my life. It's cool. I'm going to press J for your bad drivers. No, no, no. Marcos Garza and his team, they do personal injury. They can help get you a check. They can help protect you from bad drivers. And like I said, they also do DUI defense and criminal defense. Before you say guilty, say Garza. 865-540-8300. GarzaLaw.com. This is going to be a heavy UT hoops basketball podcast. In fact, like the first 40 minutes is all just a discussion off of uh, – you know, Rick Barnes and the boys choking in Auburn yesterday. And then at the 42-ish minute mark, we get to some patron questions. That's really just more about misery and, and sadness and ranking the cities of Tennessee and the differences between me and Seth and all that stuff. So let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on the point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you live Sunday, February 23rd. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing okay. I was pretty mad yesterday following that basketball game, but I have snapped and cleared. I am fine now. What a shitty game that was. Yeah, I was furious. That was the first time I'd been mad all season. Like, really mad. Like, You know, I think you're right. I think that's the first time I was mad. The Memphis game, I wasn't even able to watch. I was at the Biltmore. The Kentucky game was frustrating, but... No big deal. Yesterday, I was angry. I was seething. Yeah. It was, um, you know, Brother Jonas asked a good question about what uh, top five worst losses in men's basketball or football have been since 2015. I had been trying to think of Barnes' worst, loss, worst losses at UT um, because yesterday was about as, as mad as I can remember being at him, as disgusted as I can remember being with him, was yesterday. Um, more so than either the Loyola game or the Purdue game. Um, yesterday was about as disgusted as I can remember being with, with him. I, it. I don't even know what there is to say. Like, 
So the so in the Loyola game, I don't really remember too many specifics about that. I mean, we were down within arm's distance the whole time. We come back, we end up losing. I don't remember any bad decisions there. Yeah. In the Purdue game, I was pretty angry at starting overtime with Grant Williams on the bench. I was mad at the end of the game when he cucked it up for the refs. Regardless or not, whether or not that's a foul on Lamonte, on Carson Edwards, I don't need to hear my coach taking up for the officiating. No shit. Right? Like, I don't need to hear that. So, that upset me. Some um, things are just better left unsaid, Rick. Yeah. But yesterday you had everything, man. You had a 17-point lead evaporate. You had him choose to do the dumb shit he's been doing here for five years, which is not call timeouts. Yep. You had the blown game. You had the substitutions that made you scratch your head. And you had the post-game press conference that still made me mad, where he tries to explain his timeouts. Yeah. And in one breath says the team doesn't execute in timeout situations. And then also says we need timeouts for the end of game so I could drop some plays at the end. So, I, yeah, I mean, my thing was like, you know, he said, well, we don't execute coming out of timeouts either. And I was like, well, we don't really know now, do we, Rick? Because you didn't call him. Well, I mean, he did He, he did call one at the end of the he game, finally, down three. He finally called one. He finally called one. I guess he's planning on taking the other two to Bud Walton Arena Wednesday night, which will be a much harder place to win than Auburn Arena. I just, like, maybe I'm totally wrong here. Would you have just played Vescovi with four fouls? Yeah, that's what, you had to at a certain point. It, like, Once dude, the game we, got down to seven, you had to take a timeout and put your point guard back in because Tennessee we, had gone three minutes without getting one good look at the basket. We couldn't even get the ball past half court. Yeah. Like, we, we, we had trouble, like, forget about missing shots. We, we never even got to take them. We couldn't even get the ball up the court. And Vescovi, you fouled him out on your of your own volition because you're not playing him. Like, yeah, I know. The foul he got 92 feet from the basket was stupid. It so was, bad. So it bad. It was dumb as hell. It was an absolute just boneheaded play. Okay, well, he did it, and guess what? He's the only one that can dribble. He's the only one that can dribble. So how do you sit him for so long? Like I the, thought it was dumb that he set Fulkerson for so long in the first half, but at least you had a lead at that point. So, you know, you could only be so mad as you get to halftime with a, you know, a six-point lead. Yeah, we, we expanded the lead at certain points with Fulkerson out. Right, so I wasn't that upset with that. But at the time, you know, you know the 12-minute mark or so, I'm like, hey, like, you got to trust your upperclassmen not to foul. So, with Fulkerson, it made me mad. But Tennessee was able to hold the water, if not look better. And to be honest, like, there were stretches in the first half when Vescovi went to the bench with two fouls mm-hmm. that the offense looked better. Yeah. You know, they were getting backdoor cuts. They were moving the ball. It looked good because Vescovi didn't play a great game yesterday no, even when didn't. he was in. I, I thought he was pressing – and I thought that he was trying to do too much. But in that second half, like whenever the 
the snowball started rolling, it was clear that Josiah Jordan James was struggling, bringing the basketball up the court. Jordan Bowden was the only guy on our team who could score, so asking him to bring the ball up the court, initiate the offense, and finish the offense is really unfair. You and had to you, put Vescovi on there and just say, look, dude, don't foul. Like, you can't foul here. Yeah, and you also have tasked Bowden with being an integral part of defense. Like, Bowden's having to D up full-time. Like, he is a very good defender, I think. Like, he's gotten a lot better. Like, he was having to do so much already. I mean, what was disappointing – well, one of the many things that were disappointing to me was maybe it's different if I went back and watched the replay, but in real time, like, we've seen these games, we've seen millions of them where the underdog is winning for, like, a lot of the game, and then with, like, 10 minutes left, the 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 better team just catches fire. And like that, it's the lead has evaporated. I didn't necessarily feel like that was the case yesterday, like, it wasn't like in one, a one-minute span, Auburn hit three-three-three. Like it, we just couldn't do anything. And no, it, it was wasn't. over a six-minute stretch. So, like you know, it was over six minutes where Tennessee couldn't score. So, like you said, it wasn't a quick eleven-zero spurt where three still off the inbounds like Bruce teams used to do. Like Another Auburn could have done boom. last year. Like Auburn could have done last year. It wasn't a torrid offensive effort by Auburn. We basically went. And did the dumbest thing imaginable. Like, over and over and over again, we did the dumbest thing imaginable. And it was over a six-minute period. Like, there were so many opportunities for Rick Barnes to call timeout, put Vescovi in, or just call timeout in general and just tell his guys to breathe. To just breathe. Like, but you really had to tell Vescovi. Just say, look, dude. If you have to be a revolving door on defense, then so be it. But I've got you've got to not foul because you have to get the ball up the court. And you have to trust them. Like, you just have to put them out there. Well, if not, the alternative, I mean, like, even if he fouls, like, who cares? Yeah, you like, play he's going to play. The, he's going to play the same amount of minutes, right? Like, you put him back in at the four-minute mark, like, and you know you limited him for those eight minutes anyway. So if he if he plays a couple minutes and fouls out, it's basically the same thing. At least you went down, you know, trying to protect your lead rather than getting that place rocking, losing the lead, and then trying to take a team that's outmatched and saying, "Hey, go try to win this game that you just blew." It doesn't yeah. work that way. It doesn't work that way. I, I cannot believe that he let them score eighteen straight points. And did not call a timeout. Oh my God, I know. He like, and, and the crazy thing to me is, A, he is a $5 million a year head coach. He should know better. But you actually had a lot of people on the internet trying to defend him because they just refused to criticize him. I, can't, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I had one guy tell me I was inbred, an inbred Alabama native, and I needed to go cheer for the Crimson Tide. I had another guy tell me I was fair weathered. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm the one. That's fair weathered. I had I, one guy told me to shut up and said I was fat and then immediately apologized like, sorry, man, I'm just mad. Yeah. Like, I, I had take another guy who doesn't guys. follow me. Yeah. That guy, you know, like, whatever, the heat of the moment. But there's another guy who was like, who doesn't even follow me that just kept trying to like start shit. And I was like, he's, like, yeah, man, let's fire him. And I was like, no one's saying to fire him. You don't have, like, you're not, you, you, you're not 
thinking here. Like you're you're unable or unable, excuse me, to criticize someone who any coach in the country, any coach at almost any level of basketball would call a timeout there. Yeah, it's not. There's a gradient to the discussion. Okay, it doesn't have to be he is coach for life, like he's emperor, or we fire him. There is there is a gradient to be had, and. If you can't criticize a guy after yesterday, then you are basically consigning yourself to be under a monarch because Rick Barnes is king and nothing he does is wrong. He let them score 18 straight points. He let them score 18 straight points. It did not get out of hand in a minute span. It was minutes and minutes and minutes. Like, Auburn was not a good basketball team yesterday. They probably really aren't overall in general. He let that happen over over more than a 25% period of the second half. Like, over a quarter of the second half. Tennessee couldn't get a good shot. Tennessee couldn't get a good look for six minutes, and he never thought, hey, let's call a timeout. Let's try to get some motion here. Let's try to get a layup. Can he not draw a play up to get a good look? Like, is he just incapable of that? I don't think so. He's done it over the course of his years. We've had good sets on offense. Just, my thing is like, dude, just, Josiah James looked and he played terrified, I thought. Yeah. And like, I, I do think you can do what we're doing, which is criticize Barnes, while also saying the players fucked up too. And that was something else that people on the internet were failing to, you know, failing to grasp. Whenever they're defending Barnes, like, well, he's not the one turning the ball over. No, he he's not. Him. But he is, in tra- he is in charge of putting these people in position to succeed. And he had Josiah Jordan-James, who looked terrified yesterday, responsible to try to bring the ball up the court when Vescovi was out. And, you know, it's not Rick Barnes' fault that Josiah Jordan-James got a five-second call to start the second half, which is laughable. Yeah, it didn't feel like five seconds. I don't even know. I just saw the call. I didn't I – didn't, I didn't, see how long it was but you know that's not Rick Barnes's fault but you know I'll, I'll look at Rick Barnes on the 10 second call and think hey he should help his team there yeah my thing is like okay no it's not Rick Barnes's fault that Josiah James played like he, he was a deer in the headlights but Rick Barnes is responsible for the play of Josiah James and he could have said hey let's call a timeout and when he got Josiah in there looked at him and said just breathe a little bit buddy just breathe. Like, you're what we got, okay? We're not putting you on the bench. You don't have to. You don't. We're not putting you on the bench. You don't have to be a five-star. Just be a be a competent SEC basketball player. You don't. The, the weight of the expectations of being a five-star, of being one and done, buddy, that ship has sailed. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Just settle in, play basketball, and help this team win. Yeah, and it's just like, just, you know, tell them, hey, you're my guy, and I choose you. Over anybody, I mean, it's a lie, but just try to instill some confidence in the young man. I I cannot figure out Josiah James. I I cannot figure him out. Like, he does things that will look so smooth, and then he will do, and then he will look like he's never picked up a basketball before. Like that one drive he had to the hoop yesterday. He drove down the court, and then he got to the rim and just missed a bunny. And it's like, man, you drive down there all the way in the easiest part of the whole play, you screw up. And then he, the, the, the last turnover he had. It's like, dude, take the three. Shoot the three. 
he was uh, he was terrible. I don't understand. Like he does. Like you're right though. The five star stuff like that that has been gone for a long time now. And Josiah, you're gonna be here for a while. So just try and be the best player you can be. And there's no shame in that. But call a timeout, Rick. Damn, dude, you lost that game. We were going to be back in the field. Insult to injury, Adam. Uh, Lenardi, Joe Lenardi went oh, on. Oh, that was uh, that was awful. Another game. It was like Tennessee back on the back on the bubble with the win at Auburn today. No one had informed him. He saw that we were up 17 with 14 minutes. So I was like, well, this one's a win. Yep. Wrong. It. If anybody that's listening is still ambivalent on whether or not to like really let loose about Barnes. It cannot be stressed enough by by me or by John or by anyone how easy it is to make the NCAA tournament. It cannot be stressed enough how simple and easy it is to make the field of 68. You should be able to do it sleepwalking. And there is zero reason this team should not have made the dance. Forget about Memphis and Wisconsin and just focus on A&M, South Carolina, and Auburn. You're giving Rick Barnes the shit show in Athens, Georgia on a Wednesday night. You're letting, you're saying, hey, we got drilled by an atrocious Georgia team that couldn't even tie its own shoes. But that's okay. We're just going to focus on A&M at home, South Carolina loss, and Auburn. That's all he had to do. That's all he had to do. There were He took a million other losses this year. And it could, if he could have just won those three games, we would be comfortably in. But we're going to be playing in the NIT. And that's not okay. Just because... Fans like football more just because the UT administration cares about football more. They ought to. Tennessee is a football school. It is inexcusable to not make the NCAA tournament with this squad. And at this point, you can't use Lamonte Turner as an excuse, right? You cannot, like, I mean, no. The SEC is pitiful. The SEC is pitiful, which we didn't think was going to be the case before the year. You know, there was conversation about the SEC being good. It's pitiful. I think the only good team in the SEC is Kentucky. Yeah. That's the only good team, right? Like, I think Kentucky is good. And even they, you know, gave you some opportunities in the beginning of the year. We were just looking at, like, you know, how good they actually were. But I think Kentucky is legit. I think everyone else sucks. It, it, it is. So I the just, SEC I, sucks. You look around and Lamonte, what you're getting from Lamonte this year, Vescovi is better than, right? Like he might not be better on defense, but like his offense overall is better than the Lamonte you had this year at the beginning of the year. Yes, correct. Because because Vescovi can hit an open three. It wasn't like Lamonte was good at the beginning of the year and fell off a cliff. Like he was, he was who he was. And honestly, he, I mean, he wasn't. I, I don't. I don't. I haven't looked at the numbers, but he didn't feel much worse than he was last year. It's just that he was in a bigger role. Yeah, exactly. He had some big shots last year, but it wasn't like he wasn't dealing with the shoulder issue last year. Yeah, and it, it would have been awesome to have him still because just for ball handling purposes and defense. Oh yeah, no, sure, sure. But I'm just saying, like, if you had to look between Vescovi and Lamonte, I don't think there's been any. I think Vescovi's better. Right. It's a wash at worst. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. And it it can, 
I just want people to understand that if there's anything, like to me, the story of like the last 20 years of Tennessee athletics is how good the basketball program can be and that it doesn't take much. The fans care deeply about basketball. They love basketball. They're going to give you a great home environment. Tennessee should make the NCAA tournament nearly every year. Is it fair to say that, let's throw year one out, is it fair to be upset when you look and let's assume that this team doesn't rally and make the tournament? I'm still not completely giving up, but just for the sake of the conversation, say that they miss the tournament and they will have gone to the tournament two two times in four years. Let's throw year one out. I'll give him a pass on that one. Year two, I'm not giving just a straight pass for because there was a route to the tournament that year too. People blew a forget. Bunch of leads. People like people. That's a long time ago, but at the end of January, at the end of January that year, I remember it deeply. Tennessee was on the good side of the bubble at the end of January, and they completely collapsed. And we've talked about it recently because we talked about that game at Mississippi State where they got ass hammered on a Saturday. Tennessee was on the right side of the bubble at the end of January of his second year, and he did not make it. And he's not going to make it this year. So that's two years, at least out of those two years, there's been one year for sure where he should have made it this year. There's an argument for that other year that he should have made it. I think that not only was the path to the tournament there, it was wide-ass open. You were better than you were thought to be. And then in the other two years, he's made it, and he won a total of three games. Which is the uh, the same amount of tournament games that Conzo won here in one year. Yeah. Tennessee, uh, you know, that, that Mississippi State game you're talking about in year two, you only lost it by five. But you oh, got – I thought it was worse for some reason. No, no, no. Uh, you might be thinking of year one, but I don't know. You went down there in year two, and you were up 17 in that game. Okay, that's yeah. Weren't we up big at halftime? You're up twelve at halftime. You yeah. got up seventeen in the second half, and you got beat in the second half, forty-three to twenty-six. I remember vividly. I was at a funeral outside, freezing my ass off and missing the game. And I got home from the funeral at halftime, and Tennessee was up big. And I was like, "We're gonna win the game. We're gonna go to the NCAA tournament," and then just collapse. And I believe that was like after that, it was pretty much a free fall. Tennessee was up 50 to 39 with 10 minutes left. And they then allowed a, let's see, 25 to 9 run over the last 10 minutes of the game. Sound familiar? <laughs> Sound familiar? Uh, my question does this. Like, I need to go find my tweets from that day. I need to do the advanced uh, tweet search and go look up all the tweets from that day because I guarantee you there's going to be some why the fuck isn't Rick Barnes taking timeouts right now? Yeah, I, he seemingly learned nothing from uh, from anything. Like, I mean, and that's like, that's to be expected. He is what he is. Like, he's how old is he? I mean, um, like, he's not going to change his ways. Like, it is what... It is what it is at this point. And if you think he's going to change his ways, just watch him still try to post up John Fulkerson and Pons when the team needs a bucket. He's still like, hey, throw it into the post, like he has LaMarcus Aldridge, or like he has Kevin Durant, or like he has Grant Williams. That's all you need to know to know he's not going to change his ways. He's still trying to run a post up to get a bucket. And we don't have any post up players. Nobody on our team can post up. 
Like, all due respect to John Fulkerson. He's not a post-up player. The game was on the line against South Carolina. They tried to run, they tried to put Fulkerson in the high post to have him try to work it, try to work it down and get a bucket. That's not gonna work. He's not Grant Williams. But you are correct, Seth, in the 2016-2017 season. Um, you lose that Mississippi State game. You fall to 13 and 10. You then lose, uh, let's see, you lose six of your next nine games. You lose six of your next nine games. You finish 16 and 16. So you had a chance, like you said, on the right side of the bubble. You went to Auburn. You won that game by 10. And then you come on that Saturday. You choke to Mississippi State. And then you free fall and you miss the tournament. Including losing four of your last five games. And six of your last overall eight. And like, it, it, it's like that team, it doesn't matter that like they were better than we thought. Like that team had a really, really, really good chance to make the tournament. Oh yeah. I mean that we weren't, we weren't even talking about the blown, you know, get leads early in the season. They blew a North Carolina lead. They blew an Oregon lead. They blew a Wisconsin lead, but we were looking and just saying, Hey, that team is young and growing and, you know, blew a game against Gonzaga. They could have won blew a game. I remember I went to the game, like the second SEC game of the year against Arkansas. You blew that game at home. So like you had a bunch of opportunities that year, but you had a tournament type team. You had Grant Williams, you had Admiral Schofield and you still didn't get there. So is it fair to look and say four years you have failed to make the tournament 50% of the time? Mm-hmm. Let's just call it what it is, right? That's fair to judge year one, and that's 50% is not good enough at Tennessee, obviously. Yeah. You have one Sweet 16 appearance in four years. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. And I, I wish everyone understood that that's not good enough. That just because it's not football. And just because of Johnny Tindall and Conzo, like you can't use that excuse. You have one Sweet 16 in four years. Again, I am assuming we don't make the Sweet 16 this year, and I am throwing out year one. I mean, I, that's not good enough at Tennessee. Like, Jerry Green made the NCAA tournament every single year. Now, I'm not pining for the Jerry Green days. Okay? Okay. But Jerry Green made the NCAA tournament every single year. In four years, he made the tournament every single year. Rick Barnes, who was paid probably, I bet, over triple what Jerry Green was paid at the University of Tennessee, is going to be batting two for five. I would say it's way more than over triple. Yeah, it's probably like quadruple. I would say it's at least five times. I mean, was it Fulmer making like one point two million dollars those days? Yeah, probably. You're right. So yeah, it was over. It was over five. I would times. say Jay Green was probably like in the six hundred thousand range. Yeah, maybe a little bit more. He might have been at a million, but I feel like it's a million at most. Mm-hmm. Not to nitpick you, I'm just really just trying to point out. Yeah, oh, uh, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. How crazy overpaid. And then, you know, of course, you know, some of it's just the market and all that stuff, but it's crazy to think about it in that in that. Lens like this guy, you know. I guess maybe Rick Barnes should, should Rick Barnes be thanking North Carolina and just looking Man. and saying, "Hey, thanks, Roy Williams." 
Yeah. You did me a real solid by sucking this year. Because no one's going to point out that Tennessee is getting a really shitty return on their investment because everyone could look and say, well, what about North Carolina and Roy Williams? I'm just, I'm so disgusted by yesterday because just for a plethora of reasons, plethora of reasons, but we, I had given up all hope on Jordan Bowden and he finally gave you what you, he gave you more than what you ever wanted. I mean, he played absolutely out of his mind yesterday. Was that his best it, game ever? Yes, has to be. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's his best game ever. And it was wasted. It's worthless now, thanks to Rick Barnes. What a shit show. It's a shame. It is an absolute shame that Jordan Bowden's performance, after all the shit he has gone through, he put up that performance yesterday. And it's wasted. And it, it, I am just, it, it makes me sick to think about like Rick getting smart after the game. Saying yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the most, that's the most frustrating part for me. That makes me sick, man. Like shut the hell up and accept the loss. Like, why can't you just go out there and say, look, the loss was on me. I screwed up. I should have called a timeout and I didn't. Because buddy, let me tell you, that's what it was. But instead, you said, oh, well, they suck coming out of timeouts, too. But by the way, I have to keep some in my back pocket just in case I need to draw up a play at the end of the game. Which, while neglecting that, uh, you know, how your team performs out of timeouts is largely due to coaching. You know, like, well, Rick, if we suck coming out of timeouts and it's at the end of the game, we should probably just accept the loss and move on. I just, I I, I was floored when he finally called that timeout. I was like, he finally called a timeout. He finally did it. Just to draw up a possession where we turn the ball over, correct? Yeah, we turn. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess credit to him. He maybe he drew up that play on purpose. Do you think he did that? Like, hey, I gotta drop a really shitty play here that's not going to get a good shot. That way, I can look and say, "See, I told you guys, my team sucks out of timeouts." Do you think he did that on purpose? <laughs> I don't think he's malicious. Like, hey, I, I really need this team to fuck up here. That way, people aren't aren't looking and saying, "See, you should have called timeout, Rick." Does it, my, my a big question I have about the state of the program is um, does this season, does the last month temper your expectations for next year? Oh, yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. It, does me, it does me 1 million percent. I feel dumb for even having high expectations for next year. Yeah, I don't give a shit what, what we're ranked in the preseason. I, I do care. not have. I do not have high expectations for next year. I don't until further Pons- notice, until further notice, I'm going back to what I thought before Rick Barnes was hired, and I'm frustrated that we moved off this take a little bit because it's played out exactly like I thought it would. I, you know, I was arguing with somebody when we hired Rick Barnes, and I said he'll be here for four or five years, and in that four or five years, you might make the Sweet 16 once. You'll make the tournament a couple years. That's exactly what's played out. Yeah. So I have no confidence that he is going to uh, bounce back with this team next year and make an Elite Eight or better. I have zero because, like, he's not a tournament coach. Like, he hasn't done that in a decade. Like, TJ Ford, that was what? 2004? It was a long time ago. Am I right? Is it 2004, 2005? 03. 03? Okay. Was it the 2004 tournament or 03 tournament? Either way, pointless. Point, point remains, Seth. I guess it wasn't pointless. The point remains uh, 17, 18 years. A long ass time. It, it was 03. 
three tournaments. So it was the 2002 season. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm not. I'm, I don't have a lot of confidence that he's going to do something he's done once in his whole entire coaching career and hasn't done in you know 18 years. He met, he last made the Elite Eight with a team that had DJ Augustine, Dexter Pittman on it. Um. In 07-08. That was the last time he made the Elite Eight. Okay. Like, do I think we can maybe make the Elite Eight next year? Sure, maybe. Like, I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm not going to predict it to happen. Yeah. Like, we, we, we've we lost in the tournament two times already, clearly more talented than our opponents. Yeah. So, like, no. my my I, I don't think we're going to win the SEC. I don't think we're going to win the SEC tournament. And well, I don't think sure we're not. and I don't think we're going to go to the uh, Elite Eight or Final Four. We can do all those things, but I'm not going to think it. Like even if like I don't know what Pons is going to do. I mean, it seems like there's a better chance of him going to Europe than like I mean I don't think the NBA is going to come call, come calling. But yeah, but I mean, I I think, I, I'm not I'm not sold on that. By the way, that the NBA won't come calling. I mean, I don't think they will. They might. I mean, six foot I nine can block shots and run the floor and can learn to shoot threes enough. So, like, I, I, I do I think it happens next year? Probably not. But I'm not going to write it off. And like you said, I know that you uh, there, there's some the Volquest guys, right? We're talking about the, the options of him going overseas to play. You know, he's married. He's 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 spent a lot of time in France. Like going overseas seems like a likelier option. With his athletic ability, he can go make a million dollars or so over there. Yeah, I mean. And who they got they got him? money. Yeah. Um. Even if you were to get them back, and you have Pons, Fulkerson, Vescovi, the three other freshmen, man, you still got Rick Barnes. Which, by the way, it's, I think that everything you say about Pons and overseas, I wouldn't rule it out for Vescovi either. He seems like he'd be an option there too. Yeah. Not saying he's going to happen. I'm just saying if you're thinking that with Pons, I, I would, I would, I wouldn't discount that for Vescovi. I'm so frustrated. I'm so mad. That was a stupid fucking game. But again, I am a glutton for punishment, so I'll be back here on, uh, what, Wednesday night, 9 o'clock, or Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. What time's the game Wednesday? I'll be here, you know, saying, hey, if we beat Arkansas, we can uh, still win two of our last three and get back on the bubble. Because the, the sad part was this team showed you they were talented enough to do that. It's Wednesday at 8.30. Okay. Eastern. They're talented enough to beat Arkansas. And you know they can beat Auburn, or at least get a lead on them. I would hope I would hope that Auburn couldn't go on that type of run on the road, but maybe. There's no chance you're beating Kentucky, but, you know, you could beat Florida at home. Yeah, I mean, you could win three out of your last four. and then... You could, and I'm an idiot, so I'm going to sit here and keep believing it until it's over just because I want the team to do well. Man, I'm ready for this shit to be over. Okay. No, 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 no. I want them to make the tournament. I'm just saying, like, I'm just sick of us having to having to sit here and say, there's still a path forward, even though we know deep down that like Rick Barnes ain't got it. No, I know. Have... I know. That's what I mean. Like, I and even be if they make the tournament too. this year, even if they make the tournament this year, I'm not going to pretend like it's some big feat. No, no. Like, I'm going to sit there. I'll be watching Wednesday night. I'm going to be glued to it too. I'm just Rick Barnes ain't got it. He don't have what it takes to get this team to the tournament at this juncture. He's given up all the great chances that he had. Like. I mean, just pitiful, pitiful shit, pitiful. Before he we officially sucks. get to, before we officially get to uh, uh, patron questions, let's go ahead and finish this conversation. Other Jake asks, 
ranked the last four, which, by the way, he's the only Jake right now active in the Discord. So, other Jake, you might be the only Jake right now. Uh, just giving you a heads up there. He says, rank the last four cuckings by Bruce Pearl. So, we have this game yesterday. We have the SEC Championship. We have last year's season finale, keeping us away from a regular season championship. And we have uh, the – was it the first, second game of SEC play – Two years ago, where they come in and beat our ass on our home court. I put this one third. I put last year's win on their senior day at fourth. I put the SEC championship second. And I'm putting the the one at TBA first. Okay. Obviously, the SEC championship had the biggest stakes. That's, that's a no-brainer, but they just beat your ass. And they got hot and went on to the Final Four. I thought when they embarrassed you in Neil, inside Thompson Bowling, that was, you know, Tennessee had dropped to zero and two in conference play, and yeah, that just yeah. felt that felt so bad. Yeah, we had we basically we had to beat Kentucky that following week, like maybe that Saturday. It was a Saturday night game, yeah. Like we 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 put ourselves in a corner and we had to beat Kentucky, and we did. But that was just so that game too was so depressing because you had just inexplicably choked the game away at Bud Walton Arena. Just absolutely inexplicably vomited all over yourself at Arkansas to open up SEC play. Lost at 95 to 93 in overtime. Just absolutely shit all over yourself in front of the entire nation at Bud Walton Arena. You embarrass yourself in front of God and country and then follow that up by getting housed by Bruce Pearl at home. Not only did you get housed by Bruce Pearl, they put up 94 points on you. And I just remember being very frustrated that we allowed them to grab 22 offensive rebounds despite them playing like nobody over 6'8". They just punked our entire – they punked our entire team out with a bunch of guards. I would put the SEC Tournament Championship at one. Okay. I would put their senior day last because – it was their senior day for a bunch of good, or, you know, it was the last game at home for a bunch of their good players, whatever. Like, that game was not nearly as maddening as the LSU game was. Um, I would put the home game you lost probably at two, and then yesterday at three. I just, I remember, like, last year when we lost in the SEC Tournament Championship, like, I was so, like, despondent that I did not even watch Selection Sunday when I got back home. I just laid on my couch with the TV off. I I wasn't angry. I was sad. And it did suck that you, you know, we haven't won an SEC tournament in, in 30 years. Yeah, I think I was I guess more it's sad 40 years. Than, I guess it's 40 years at this point we haven't won an SEC tournament in 40 years. So to be there, you beat Kentucky, and then you just get blitzkrieged by Bruce Pearl. That was, uh, that was pretty tough. But yesterday was just, or uh, excuse me, uh, yeah. Um, you know, coming off after that Kentucky game, it was basically a home game for you in that championship game. I, you know, it it wasn't like any more painful of a loss than to Jarvis Varnado in Mississippi State was that year with Pearl, um, in the in the tournament championship or the Arkansas game when we had to play at like Georgia Tech and they had with Matt Jones or not Matt Jones, they had that white guy that was just going crazy. Um, they that. That game last year wasn't any more painful. Like, I want to win an SEC tournament so bad. I want to win one so bad, and I have been at both of the championship games the last two years. And you might could have been a one seed. 
And you might have could have been a one seed. I want to win that stupid tournament so bad. And every year we just can't. And two years ago, it was because Winion Gabriel couldn't miss. And last year, you took care of Kentucky on Saturday. And then you come in on Sunday and you get absolutely embarrassed. I mean, just all of them to me are really yucky besides their senior day. Like, their senior day is just kind of like, whatever, that happens. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch if you want access to the Discord, if you just want to support Seth's kids. Got a couple tickets. Let's just call it four tickets left for the baseball game, Tennessee baseball, by the way. That might be a top ten matchup when Tennessee plays Vanderbilt, that series. So that could be a really fun time. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Shout out to new $2 patron, Cade Calderon. Shout out to Cade Calderon. We love you and we appreciate you. And a new $5 patron, Will Carter. Shout out to Will Carter. We love you and appreciate you. All right, let's uh, – Will ask, what's your favorite song? Do you have a favorite song? Atlantic City by the band. Mine depends on my mood. My most uh, usual go-to or just a song I find very good is uh, John Legend, Ordinary People. That's maybe my answer. I don't know. Uh, it depends on my mood. Um, let's see. Boomer wants to get political and ask what's worse, being a Trump shill because he's a Republican or being a barn shill. Uh, I feel like being a barn shill is worse. Yes. No question. You, like you, you grew up being a Republican, I would imagine, right? Me? No, no, no. No, no. I just mean, oh. it, I would imagine if you're a Republican, you probably grew up being a Republican. Yeah. So like it's been ingrained in you. You didn't grow up a Rick Barnes fan. So uh, to me, that's worse. But you still carried his water after he vomited all over himself. I think being any bad. political party shill is bad. If you can't, if you if you just support a candidate because of a certain political party, I think that's bad. I agree. Uh, okay, we do we do we, can we power rank the the worst losses? No, I can't. Yeah, I, would, I mean I, we, it makes we all know which one sucked. I mean, what's the worst one? Can you just give me the worst one since 2015? The worst I've ever felt in terms of basketball. Or football. I think he's just wanting to combine, like, what's the most... Oh, I don't know. I, I've, I, I could probably do both, like, each individual sport. Give me like your top from each sport, each sport, I guess. Like, to me, the most depressed I've been after a basketball game in recent memory was the LSU game last year. Okay. Um, Just, I felt like, I remember slamming my laptop down shut and, and breaking the case telling my dad I'm, I'm leaving and just getting in my car and going back to my apartment and, like, not doing anything for the rest of the day. Football. Um, man. I've gotten so used to football, losing in football. <laughs> I've gotten so used to losing in football that, like, of the last five years, the games that have left me depressed, like, that have, like, really made, a effect, made an effect on me are basketball. Like, when we when that we are shot, used to losing in football, we don't give a shit. Those don't hurt anymore. Yeah, like when 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 we like when we lost to Loyola in basketball, like I just went walking in my neighborhood for see forever. That, see, that's my problem is every bad football loss we've had since 2015, everyone that's like gut wrenching, heartbreaking, I've been at. Yeah, Texas A&M been there. Oklahoma was there. Florida in the swamp 2015 was there. Yeah, I mean, now, the football, there's no question that, like, the 2015 Swamp game, 
that we were both at is the worst. I was at the Oklahoma game as well, and at the Texas A&M game. At halftime of the Oklahoma game, I just, I, I, I promise, I remember sitting there thinking, we, we didn't get up enough. We're going to lose. Like, there's, like, we're going to lose this game because we didn't go up enough points. Which is insane because any team of a fan of any, literally any other team in America up 17 to nothing at halftime at, at home is like, hell yeah, let's get the party started. But no, I'm sitting there at halftime thinking we're losing. It's We're, we're going to lose. We didn't get up high enough. The Texas A&M game, I don't remember being like that upset about. I was just like, man, you know. I guess it, I guess we finally had one go against us after the after the previous two weeks or whatever. But yeah, I mean when you when you when you turn the ball over seven times, yeah, that's pretty disgusting. Just realizing you weren't actually a team of destiny, it yeah. hurt. It did. And realizing you had to drive all the way back from Texas A and M. Like I know you didn't drive, but I drove. Knowing I had to drive back was bad. Knowing that I mean, knowing that you were almost assuredly looking at loss number two. A yeah, week later that, against Alabama. That really sucked. That really sucked. So maybe it wasn't the game so much because the game was exciting and you felt lucky to even be in it. But I was mad at the interception. I was mad at not going for two. I was mad at, at Alabama waiting in the wings. Honestly, neither neither the South Carolina nor Vanderbilt game really registered for me. I don't remember being like I don't remember being mad at the Vanderbilt game at all. Yeah. I don't like I remember not caring. I like I like the South Carolina game, I remember watching it. I watched it at my parents' house and I remember thinking through the entire game, like the first three quarters, we're gonna win this game. Like, yeah, we're playing like shit, but whatever, we're gonna win. And then it finally dawned on me that we were gonna lose with like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and I got in my car and went home. And I was watching it quietly in the dark. In Memphis, just by myself. Well, Kendall was there, but she was asleep. So I was by myself, just trying not to wake her up. And I was just kind of giggling to myself, like, oh, my God. How are we going to fucking lose this game? I remember, like, the Vandy game, the only reason I was, like, the only thing that bothered me about the Vandy game was that my whole family had gone, and they had wanted me to go with them. And I was like, I'm not going to this. I am not going to this game. And I was right. But I felt, I, I like, I felt bad about not going. And then I was like, shit, they, my sisters had to be there for that. They had to see that. Like, I've taken, like, Claire has gone to multiple Tennessee football games at Vanderbilt. I've taken her to one before. Me and her, my parents have taken her. She's Every time she's gone, she's seen a loss. Maybe uh, Claire never goes to a football game again. How about that? Like, how about Claire's the bad luck charm, and we just don't send her to games anymore? Like, no disrespect to Claire, but... If she's never seen a win, including multiple losses to Vanderbilt, maybe don't go. I remember almost like I don't know. I don't want to say I laughed, but I found I found Alvin Kamara running out of bounds humorous. Oh yeah, no, I, we we uh, you had to laugh at that. It might have been a Joker maniacal laugh, but it was funny. I've I rem- he just I looked around and said, humorous. "Fuck that, I'm going out of bounds." Yeah, I, I remember finding that humorous, like. Uh, neither one of those two losses like really bothered me. The Alabama loss didn't really even bother me. No, take, of course not. You know, I mean, the the of the last five years, aside from the Florida 2015 game, the only games that have made me like really just upset are basketball games. I gotta throw Georgia State in there too. Now that that was, I, I did. 
when we lost to Georgia State, I just sat there on my parents' couch with with a LaCroix, and like the sun was setting outside, and it was dark in the house, but like it was like kind of duskish, and like they Much had the as front- the sun was setting on the football program. Yeah, and they had like the like the door open, so it was like kind of dark but kind of lit, and I was just sitting there. The TV was off, and I was sitting there on the couch just staring at the TV. And my dad had gone outside to do yard work, and my mom was headed out there with him, and she just stopped in the living room. And she looked at me and she said, are you okay? She's like, is everything all right? And then I felt shitty because here's my mother who's put blood, sweat, and tears into my life for no other reason other than that she loves me. And she's sitting here asking me, she's she's worried about my mental well-being over a stupid game. And I'm like, yes, mom, I'm fine. I'm fine. That Basketball, for me, the worst are always going to be the ones that end the season. Yeah, Purdue was tough. Yeah, Purdue, even Loyola. Just when the season ends, those are the worst. Yeah, but Lo- Loyola was just... <sighs> I don't even have... I don't even remember, like, properly mourning that one because Cody was in hot water immediately after the game for, for saying, fuck Sister Jean. So that, that, that kind of took my attention over the next, like, couple days was just... Are we going to get fired? Is Cody going to get fired? We were getting nonstop calls by people from Chicago. Like, our radio station was under siege. So, I don't even remember, like, really mourning that Loyola loss. But, of course, it you know, was the easiest Final Four run we could have possibly had. Yeah. I mean, we would have had to beat the Martin Twins at Nevada. Piece and, of cake. And then Kansas State. Then Kansas State. Uh, Blue Moonball, who is doing well after surgery. Congratulations to Blue Moonball. We love it. Shout him. out to Big God for taking care of Blue Moonball. Worst personal injury. Um, did he not ask that? Did we talk talk about the most painful injury we've had? I don't know. Maybe he was on pills and asked it. Maybe he was on like pain stuff. I don't know. Uh, the most pain I've ever been in that I can really remember is after my car wreck. Oh yeah, I we, did, we, did, we did talk about that, and I said I dislocated my ankle. But like, the I worst actually on my couch. I think he asked the most pain, not the worst injury. The worst injury I've ever been in. I got kicked by a cow, and I was like almost three years old, and I was in ICU for over a week. Kind of crazy that like a two and a half year old was out on the farm, but. I was out there and I got kicked by a cow and almost died. You persevered. That was the worst. That yeah, was the I worst. I imagine that was pretty bad. Logan wants to know power rank the top five cities in Knoxville, or excuse me, in Tennessee uh, Memphis, Nashville, Chattanooga, Knoxville, Johnson City. No disrespect to my tri cities, but I'm putting Johnson City at five. I am putting Chattanooga at four. I know everyone's got a hard on for Chattanooga, but I will never. Ever pretend like Chattanooga is a fun city because of that stupid fucking turn when you're coming from downtown trying to get back up the hill. It's always got traffic. It's always got just a traffic jam there. So therefore, Chattanooga is disqualified from making my top three. Three, I'll go Memphis. Two, I'll go Knoxville. One, I'll go Nashville. I wholeheartedly agree. I do not like Chattanooga. I have never understood the love for it. As someone who has had to drive through Chattanooga to get to Knoxville my entire life, Chattanooga can eat shit because that traffic is horrific. That traffic, that turn right there when you get like around, when you're, you're coming around the water and you're trying to go up, it's the worst. It's the worst. I lived, I, I grew up, you know, basically halfway in between Chattanooga and Knoxville. You know, Athens is boom, kind of smack dab in the middle. We went to Knoxville 95% of the time. I only went to Chattanooga for emergencies. Yeah. Now my best friend 
AJ lives down there, so I'll go see his baby or go hang out there sometimes. But that's it. Outside of that, no thanks. Yep. It's, I, I, I do not like it. I've never been to Johnson City. I've been to Kingsport a couple times. Um, yeah, I got so. no – I don't mean any real disrespect to Johnson City. It's just I, I've never been up there thinking, wow, this is a great city. You want to – they ask for you to power rank your Alabama cities, but I don't think that's enough. We don't have enough people that are familiar with Alabama. Yeah, I don't care sorry. to do that. Uh, Slim ass. besides Seth, constant use of the word gay – which I have a huge problem with. It's 2020, bro. Uh, what would you say the two of us disagree the most on? I like this question. What do you think we disagree the most on? Uh, probably the NBA. I hate it. You love it. You act like you hate it, but you constantly watch. You're always watching late I like games. keeping up with it. I like keeping up with yeah. it. So I don't think that's true. And I do like watching the uh, the NBA on TNT. I just like not I on ESPN. Myself... You don't you don't like the ESPN games, only the TNT games. Well, I like watching Charles and them. Afterwards. Okay, okay. I do like one thing is that I am a night owl. I'm not very good at sleeping, and so a lot of times when I get on Discord at night, when I get in bed, like there's only one channel that's hopping, and that's NBA. And so I just read it because y'all are constantly talking back and forth, and so I like to keep up just so I can like have some idea of what's going on because there have been times when y'all are talking about stuff in the NBA and I legitimately have zero clue what in the world y'all are talking about. As far as like watching a game, whew, I can't imagine watching a full 48-minute NBA game. I got down that uh, you also like college football more than the NFL. Yeah, that's true. But I have come closer and closer to the NFL over the years because of the sheer just... I do like the fact that, like, every game is going to be close just about in the NFL. Anybody can beat anybody. I can't wait for two years from now when the quality of play of the XFL is also better than college football. Um, well, watch, I watched my St. Louis Battlehawks today. That was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool atmosphere. Yeah. You don't like rap music? I do like rap music. It's true. You believe Butch Jones is a better head coach than Lane Kiffin? Um, I think it's okay for shorts to be longer than seven inches. You do not. That's true. You think Universal Sound by Tyler Childers is good? I always skip it. Oof. I acknowledge that you are slightly cross-eyed. You do not. <laughs> I like sexual positions outside of missionary. You only like missionary. Any others? No, I'm just letting you shit on me. Well, that's just the, that's the biggest dis- that's the biggest disagreements I think we've had. I mean, the Charlie Strong Butch Jones one was pretty hot for a while, but we were both kind of wrong. We both just we, we both we were, were just both arguing wrong. for Alabama interns. You know what I mean? But man, I was so happy Charlie Strong sucked just because I could prove you wrong. Just because you were wrong. I wasn't wrong. They both suck. No, you just love Charlie Strong, and I was like, he sucks, man. No, it was so- about it was about Charlie Strong versus Butch Jones. Oh, okay. He, they both are terrible. I know. So we just had to take a tie on that one. We just had to take Is a Charlie tie. Charlie just a defensive analyst at Alabama. He didn't even get like a. I guess he's still getting paid by South Florida or whatever. Yeah, I mean, relax. It took Butch Jones three years to get to move up to special. No, I, no, assistant. I was curious. I, I was curious. I no, saw yeah, he, he, was, he is. He is just the. Uh, he's just taking an intern role, an analyst role. Interesting. I wonder if Mike Stoops is still there. They've got quite the the analyst 
I think parties are fun and being in large social gatherings. You do not. You would rather sit in a dark room. Mm-hmm. I can't really read that well. You're an excellent reader. We have a lot of disagreements. Nothing bad. No, nothing too bad. We we're pretty aligned in most things, I would say. If it was if there were no disagreements, just imagine how boring it would be. We are lined up on a lot of things. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's why we're friends. Sure. I'm not saying that's the only reason we're friends. No, it's not. But I, I mean, got friends I wanna... disagree a lot with. Yeah, I mean... It would just be boring if we got along on everything. I like needling you about the NBA. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Some people aren't sophisticated enough to uh, to keep up with it. They would rather watch college basketball. That's not me. Oh, whoa, whoa, that's whoa, whoa. You. Let's, let, let's slow down that's, there. I don't watch. I don't like you? college basketball. That, that, I don't like college basketball. That's either. you. I, I I will admit to watching an SEC basketball game if Andy Kennedy's just very sexually enticing voice is on the call. You think New Balances look good? I do not. I prefer Yeezys. You prefer New Balances? I like your new Yeezys. They're comfy. Like the you get. They're the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. But man, those ones that Grit posted earlier are horrific. Those orange ones. Yeah. 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 They're 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 pretty bad. Last question, uh, AJ wants to know who gets a girlfriend first, Logie, Jonah, Marwan, or Tech? We're not talking about any of that. That's personal. We're not. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I wish all my kings happiness, and I would like to remind all my kings that they will find happiness, and that when you wake up every day, you have a choice. You can choose joy, or you can not choose joy, regardless of the fact if you have a queen or not. And so if you don't have a queen right now, you can still wake up and choose joy tomorrow. Your happiness is not dependent upon a female. So get on the Discord and press J. I would say that uh, Tech is trying to get the girlfriend the hardest, so maybe I'll go with him. He seems more focused on doing it. He's my pick. Don't let me down, Tech. Next time you're on your little online date, realize that if you do not close the deal, you are letting me down. And if you let me down, you're letting the entire Reed's Ranch community down. Not just the Discord people. Not the 100 people in Discord. The thousands of listeners. You're letting them down too, Tech. No pressure on your next date. And I would like to remind Tech Vol and all enterprising young men that you're not letting me down if you don't close the deal with a certain woman. The only way you let me down is if you don't press J for joy every single morning when you wake up. You're letting me down if you don't close the deal. I just want to get that clear. To all of you. All of you. You can press J. That's great advice. Press J. Be happy. Like, Seth, I'm not saying to, like, get get focused or get focused on or, or mourn or wallow around in pity at the losses. No. Press J. Always be happy. But um, press forward and, and go out and find love. You are letting me down if you can't do it. The only the only discorder that lets me down is Hank. I mean, he is just he is just stupid. That's the only discorder that lets me down. Everyone else, you don't let me down unless you don't press J when you wake up every morning and choose joy. Real quick, Rhino asked, I missed this question. Uh, where would you rank the Tennessee football job in the SEC? Just real quick. Um, I'm going to say sixth. 
LSU, okay. Alabama, Florida, Georgia. Georgia Florida. Are you gonna have it? Are you having it before or after Auburn and A and M? I'll go uh, fifth. We'll call it fifth because we can spend as much money as A and M can. I mean, I think, it's I been think more, but... there is zero difference between Tennessee, Auburn, and A and M. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not. I'm not taking an L to those 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 guys. So I agree. The first four, I think, are pretty much set in stone. I think we're clearly better than Auburn because we're number one in our state at least. Yeah, yeah. I think. And Texas A&M, they have such a weird fan base that they've never won. Period. Yeah, like, they, they've never won. They're number two in their own state. Their fans eat jizz and drink each other's jizz. That's not cool. Um, Smokey's cooler than Lassie, and you know, Tennessee's better than Texas. They jack off in the jars. I mean, that's all. That's all. Like they they do that, and they do it willingly. They're not ashamed. They're pressing J for something that's not joy. They're pressing J for jerk off. Yep. With each other. And then J for jizz and J for jar. Jerk off, jizz, jar. That's that's what they're pressing J for. They press J four times. Jerk off, jizz, jar. No, that's only three times. Three times they press J. I was trying to work in a Josiah Jordan James joke there, but let's just end the podcast, okay? No, we don't we don't need to talk about him. Anymore. Yeah, let's just move on. Seth, I love you. Have a good night, my brother. I love you too, buddy. Bye bye. See ya. Please don't call my phone. It's three AM in the morning. Oh, uh-huh.